Jamal Henderson, and on this episode of Visit to You, I want to talk about the pressure in honor of National Suicide Prevention Day, which is on September 10th. Okay, so what exactly is depression? What I'm going to be talking about more in this episode is geared towards clinical depression, which is the consistent periodic thoughts of feeling down, lack of interest, and also just like daily functioning, becoming hard, and just basically cannot function properly. So what exactly are the signs of depression? So you know what to look for in case you think you may have depression. Some of these, there's actually a lot and it does change. There's nothing fits every single person, but the most common ones is like lack of appetite, lack of interest in doing things you once have enjoyed, um, the gains or loss of weight that is really almost out of nowhere, increased thoughts of suicide, of harming yourself, just feeling down more. There's a lot of different things actually that are leading to depression. Even like smoking and stuff, it actually, you think it helps you, but it actually ends up making you more depressed or ends up making you get relapsed more. It's the thing that you may want to try to avoid. So there's truly just like a lot of things that can lead to depression. So you gotta be really careful, like stress, for example. And there's a lot of things that can be very stressful in a person's life. So you have to be careful of these things and really want to try to be aware of these things. Now, with this, um, a lot of people have this thing where they think of depression, they just think of this one thing and it's just like, people think of it as an illness, which a lot of people have depression. I mean, a lot of people. The global um, rate of statistics really that people have depression is 5.7. So about 270 million people have depression. So let me put this in perspective. United States, the average is around like 300 million people. So basically, almost all of the United States has depression. Just a bit of comparison. And with depression, it's actually more likely that females will have depression. It's about two times more likely that females will have depression over males. But the interesting thing, at least to me, I find this interesting, even though this isn't a good thing, I just find it interesting where males are actually more inclined if they was to have depression to commit suicide, get angry, and just overall like bipolarness. So I find that really interesting, even though females have it so much more, males, they're actually way more inclined to actually do these things. And there's a lot of things also you can do to like, try to prevent it because depression is a serious deal and like it gets so underrated because there's a lot of things that also like there's factors that happen that you just cannot control because there's certain things of course you can but like the environment you're around that plays a big part in you getting depression biologicalness the hereditariness you cannot control the fact of your bloodline in a sense your family tree where let's say your grandfather has had depression, your father has depression, you have a much more higher chance of getting depression than someone who, in the other example, let's say, no one in this person's family has depression. This person has a way less chance of actually getting depression because once again, it's a lot of different factors from it being psychological because another thing is you can basically get yourself depression because it is a, this illness, but it's also like a thought because 
if you're constantly like putting yourself down because you have to basically in a sense like there's things that you can do to try to like hopefully prevent it but you constantly putting yourself down which is another symptom actually of depression that makes them more inclined to actually getting depression and it's a serious deal because like it really can affect your just daily functioning of your life and then it can really just mess you over like depression and so well it covers like 99 percent of mental illnesses depression and anxiety that alone 99 percent which is insane but it's also the leading contributor for disability among like the whole entire population of the u.s so once again it is a huge deal and it can lead to another thing because it's like it's its own thing, but it also can be other things to where psychosis, for example, where it's hallucinations, where a symptom can be depression, but you also have something else. So it could be an accommodation of both things, which really is how depression gets started it is. It's an accommodation of a bunch of things because it's not just one thing that causes depression. It's a bunch of things over time. Another thing that causes it is actually like just these scenes basically of Really, I guess you could say like PTSD where you see the traumatic scenes and it can really mess you up for life. And then that's the thing with depression. It's treatable, but it's not curable. So meaning is like there's a lot of things you could do to actually like treat depression. For example, spicy food actually helps with that. Spicy food is really good for you. In moderation, that is. Cold showers can help. Just being around with friends and family members who you care and like love and stuff in specific. And then um, really just like getting out there, talking to others, smiling is really good for that. It's a lot of things that just you would think like exercising or eating healthy, which also does other benefits for you. And then eating healthy is another thing that does other benefits for you. And it also helps the climate. So you're getting healthier, but you're also doing other things for your body like you're helping yourself with depression but you're also helping the environment that's to me pretty cool like you can do multiple things and it benefits multiple things so there's a lot of things that you can do and just talking to friends family or a therapist which is the next thing it is very important to like talk to someone because like one third to two thirds of the whole entire population who have depression do not talk to anyone like at all at all and if I was to recommend someone, if you was just trying to figure out if you actually have depression, I would say a clinical psychologist because they can assess, diagnose, and treat basically diseases, disorders, illnesses, stuff like that. But if you already know you have depression, I would recommend a cognitive behavioral therapist. And basically, they help actually with thinking, your process of thinking. And so you can create goals of how you're going to go about this so you are aware of how you are thinking and figure out the triggers because there's certain also triggers that can cause depression for example like same thing with post-traumatic stress disorder for like when you hear like a sound like a bullet then you go in that state but it's the same thing where not for this but i'm just saying where it's the same thing that can cause a pattern and what can happen is you can work a goal towards your awareness and you can see that you may have an episode because once again, it's not curable. It can go away for a very long time, but at any point it can come back. But the thing is, if you do the right steps, you can actually do stuff to where 
this does not happen as frequently, which is huge. But once again, it is not curable, which is really sad. But we can try our best. And that's really all we can do about it. But, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do about it. But there's just a lot of things that you also cannot do about it. Like I said, there are of it, the environment. But that's also where you have to think about who you're hanging around. Because if you're around someone, it's kind of interesting to me at least. Where if you're around someone who is constantly depressed, it actually is to where you're more inclined to actually being depressed as well. So that's why you have to believe yourself. You have to be uplifting. You have to be your supporter as well. Because if you do that first, you're probably going to just be more successful, more enjoyable in life. But once again, it goes back to where it's doing that benefit, but it's still doing even more to the fact where you have a less chance of getting depression. Because once again, it's not curable. Once you get it, you get it. Now, I'm not saying it's an end-all, be-all. There's different levels of it. There's just the normal level. There's moderate and then the severe. Moderate is just like occasional episodes. Well, no, my fault. Normal is like just occasional episodes. And then moderate is like more frequent stuff. It starts to affect your functioning. And then severe is consistently daily affects your functioning. And it really can just like mess you up. Like I know people in my family line personally like, I've thought about this, the chance of me having um, depression just because of the fact that my family line has depression and it's been suicide throughout my family. So it is a serious issue. And I definitely want to talk about this considering it is National Suicide Prevention Day was yesterday. So I want to upload this on Monday just so we close by it and talk about this because it's, it's interesting though. Once again, about the... um. Males and females in suicide rate, like, 50% more or stuff about females actually, like, getting, well, no, twice the chance of females getting depression, but males actually killing themselves off of depression is m- way more likely. And it's also another thing where males kill themselves about three times more often than females do. And also, um, with depression, around 128 of people die like every single day in just the U.S. and around 3,500 attempt to kill themselves every single day. So basically, let me put this perspective. Imagine your school, so like my school, my school is tiny, just tiny in comparison to other high schools. So it has like 400, maybe 500 people. Imagine everyone in school basically try to kill themselves. And then imagining that happened like seven times over. Because that's just how much or this massive school and then 3,500 people try to come to every school. Just try. Just try. And you wouldn't even realize this because you don't know what other people have gone through. Or in my school, once again, 400 to 500 people. About 129 people died. That's almost like, that's almost one-fourth of the school population just going in one day. And one day, it would take like four or five days for my school to completely go away. That's what I'm saying. Like, it is a serious issue. Then COVID has made that worse. It actually made it spike about two to three times more likely when it first happened. It's going down some, but COVID has made it worse. From bereavement, basically, like, being laid off, not having a job. Just the stress of not being around your friends. Because once again, being around your friends, it really does relieve your stress. And then it just makes you in a happy mood, which makes it less inclined for you to actually get depression 
you worrying about you dying, your family members dying. So COVID has really played an impactful role in increasing depression and anxiety. So it's really important to talk about this and realize it is okay to see someone. Your mental health is very important and do not underestimate that. Because you can be most physically fit in the world, but if you don't believe you're that, it doesn't matter. You can be the two-time champion, but if you don't believe you are for fighting, but if you don't believe you are, you won't feel like it, so you won't perform like it. The thing is, you have to believe in yourself. That's why it's so important about your mentors, because no matter what, it's all about, I wouldn't say it's all about your mental, but your mental is such a pivotal role. And really just anything, I mean, it's literally how you function. It's how you think. So it is very important to realize that it is okay to get help. And I personally recommend everyone should see um, a psychologist, therapist, social worker, someone. And then there's, of course, medicine to also, like, help you with this. I personally see medicine, though, as it's the short term, but therapy is the long term. Because, yeah, it can work, but... At the same time, if you're doing therapy, that's going to help you learn the techniques and stuff over time. But with taking medicine, you need to do it consistently. I'm so serious. Like, it is very important that you're doing it consistently. But if the medicine is not working for you and you need to tell them all the medicine you're taking so they're aware that certain things do not coincide and do not mix well. So it is very important that you actually say that. But overall, there's a lot of different techniques and methods that you can do. And I'm going to put all the links on the description for all the um, websites that I use to figure out this information that I'm discussing with you all. But I hope you all have learned something new and stay tuned for another episode of Institute. Thank you.